Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Colleen Lindstrom, he's Bradley Trainer, and last night while I was at home uh, with the trick-or-treaters handing out the treasures crap. and the candy. Plastic crap. We'll get to that. Bradley was seeing a wonderful show. Yeah, so I, I was at the Orpheum and I got to see Finding Neverland. By the way, go see it. It's here. It's a, it's a quick run. It's only here until November 5th. Uh, yes, November 5th at the Orpheum. But we have... The leads in our studio, Colleen, we've got uh, Billy Harrigan Ty. Now, Billy plays the role of J.M. Barry and Christine Reese. Christine plays the role of Mary Barry. First of all, thank you guys for coming to the show today. Thank oh, you for having, for having us. us. Yeah. Especially after doing such a wonderful performance last night. Um, is this your first time doing a show in Minneapolis? This is my fourth time is being it really? at Orpheum. Yeah, yeah. this okay. is my third time. Awesome. We should just also tell people, because uh, I think our audience would be curious to know, not only are you from Minnesota originally, but you guys are married. Yes. Yes, from real life and on stage. I should say, and Billy, just to clarify, you're not originally from Minneapolis, um, but Christine uh, is, of course. You grew up, I think, in Apple Valley? Yeah, I went to Apple Valley High School. Okay. I lived in Brunsville, but I oh, went okay. to Apple High School. But awesome. I used to live off Highway 13. I don't oh. know if that's close to where you were. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Apple Valley. <laughs> Most of our listeners, I hope, have been. I'm but, sure. <laughs> um, and, and we can ask some more questions about the show. So for people who don't know Finding Neverland, you know, it's funny because um, you, people know the story of Peter Pan, right? Finding Neverland sort of tells the story of how Peter Pan came to be. Mm-hmm. But it's not the only like Peter Pan related or themed musical. In fact, as we were walking into the show last night, my partner and I were like, I know we've seen another um, Peter Pan related musical and it was Peter and the Starcatcher. But this um, particular musical comes at it from a whole different angle. Can you talk either or both of you about um, how we get to Peter Pan through this particular story? Yeah, the show really follows uh, J.M. Barry, who is the author of Peter Pan and sort of his journey to finding the inspiration to create these characters and to find the story within himself. So it's it's kind of an origins um, approach to Peter Pan, if you will. Peter Pan origins. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the beginning. The yeah, beginning. Exactly. So it, it really follows him through this year-long um, relationship that uh, developed through him meeting the Llewellyn Davies family and uh, Sylvia and her children. And through meeting this family and spending time with them, he's able to create sort of Peter Pan and all of the characters um, in their likeness. Um, Do you think that, uh, or I should say, what do you find people's reactions to be when they see the show for the first time? They were surprised at the story? Because I don't think a lot of people know uh, the story until maybe they see the show. Yeah, I think think surprised at... 
how it all came together from this person's real life experience. Um, and I think uh, the the characters that we know and what they mean metaphorically, that there's so much behind it. And I think adults, especially what they relate to in that is you think that Peter Pan is just for children. It's about, you know, playing pirates and all these things. And I don't want to grow up, but really it's more actually speaking to adults. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's, that's really surprising to people. And I think that's why people are so emotional when they see it. Billy and Christine, uh, what is it like for the two of you being a married couple to be on tour and doing this show together? Uh, well, it's, it's wonderful because, um, you know, as, as actors, we're, we're kind of gypsies. So we kind of have to go wherever the work is, which means, you know, sometimes we'll be in London and the others in California. And it's <laughs> very difficult to get on the same schedule and see each other. So the fact that we're a even together is a miracle. But the fact that we get to work together is also really wonderful because mm-hmm. it means, you know, we went to the same college. So we have a lot of the same training and um, we work the same way. So, um, it's really fun to get to work together because we know each other so well in and out as well as we, we have the same style. So it's, it's kind of fun to explore our craft as well as our relationship at the same time. And I know a spoiler alert, I guess, but our characters don't exactly have the happiest marriage in the show. Um, but we always jokingly say that I was the most qualified person in the world to <laughs> yell at Billy. Ah, that's <laughs> the most practical real life experience. It's very, you know, well, that's sure. an insight to marriage, isn't it? <laughs> and do you, um, do you guys, uh, like, do you set out to be in a show together? Like, how does that even work? Like, hey, I'm going to try out for the show. Do you want to do it? Or is it almost like, uh, we're not going to talk about it? How does it even work? Well, I mean, we, we're both kind of attuned to trying to find projects that we can work together because that would be amazing. But it, it's such a, there's so many people in our business and it's such a talent related thing that it really comes down to a lot of luck. Um, but in this particular instance, I was working on the show and um, one of the roles that Christine's skill set is really ap- applicable for became available. And so um, we we both went after it and tried to make sure everybody who knew that she was interested knew and then... And then after that, it's a series of auditions and fingers crossed and hoping for the best. And I think we're lucky out. because we both had worked with Diane Paul as our director before and other on, on Pippin, uh, Billy in New York and myself on the tour. So that, of course, helps because the team knows us. Um, but definitely we are very uh, open about this is not a common. <laughs> it's hard to make this happen. I wish it was oh, I that bet. easy. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I bet there are some like, you know, people in the cast are like, oh, I wish I could travel with my, you know. Oh, definitely. My yeah. partner. But you know we're lucky. I I can't let you guys get away without asking you one question. So I'm sitting there in the audience last night. And first of all, I just want to say of the show itself. And again, go see the show. It's here through November 5th at the Orpheum, Finding Neverland. Um, I haven't cried at a musical in a long time. That's a big thing for me, like to have actual emotions out loud. Mm-hmm. So that's Ever. awesome. I'm just Ever. saying it's it's unusual. So if you want, if if you're a crier, you're gonna cry at the show, <laughs> and the acting and singing and and just the actual production itself. Um, there's so many surprising, you know, eye opening moments. That alone is worth the price of admission. Um, but I I was sitting in the audience and I was like, who? Is, I know that guy. Who is that guy? And that guy is John Davidson. <laughs> yes. And. Then I Googled uh, in intermission John Davidson. Well, I because I, I 
couldn't remember off the top of my head why I knew him. And then I, of course, saw the Google image pictures of him from That's Incredible, from Hollywood Squares. And what can I just ask what that's like to be able to work with somebody who's been around uh, sort of in our pop culture for that long? Did you guys even think about it? Do, do you talk about it? Like that was big for me, I guess. John's great. Um, I think, again, Billy and I are lucky because we've worked with a lot of people of, of that kind of uh recognizable name stature stature Mm -hmm. um so which i actually think is good because we just treat john like he's our scene partner and our co-worker and i think it's that's good ultimately good for the work um but he's of course so charming and and um welcoming and lovely and kind and generous um and he doesn't necessarily, he's not like, hey, remember me from, Hi, I'm TV's yeah. John Do you remember me from Hollywood Squares? <laughs> well, and I'm sure, like, uh, you yeah. know, some people, if you didn't grow up, uh, maybe watching him, a lot of people are like, that's incredible, what's that? But, yeah, like, yeah, Colleen, yeah. like, it's when we incredible. were kids, yeah. I yes. was like, oh, my God, it's that guy. And, and uh, oh, not only were you like, oh, my gosh, it's that guy, you texted me. John Davidson is in this musical. Yeah. yeah. And I was yeah. like, I know who that is because, again, raised by television. Right. Um, and kind of fun, I'm sure, Brad, to see him in that in that role. Right? It is, I, mean, I mean, it is cool. And, and, you know, we don't get to live in the world that you guys do, which is a pretty awesome space. I will say, though, just for the sake of and I always do this, Colleen. It's fine. We've been it's, on the stage yeah. before. <laughs> um, one time they made us put on a musical and we thought we were pretty awesome. Yes, you but are looking, you, you guys get you to are do looking at tr- Tessie Tura and... Oh my God. Who are you? Uh, Miss Mazeppa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right Gypsy. now. Thank you very That's, much. Of course, Perfect. of course. <laughs> um, but so, you know, so you probably just don't even think about the things that we look at and we're like, oh my God, that's amazing. Um, it, it's just a great show. I'll leave it at that and just say that People need to go uh, see the show before it leaves town. Tickets obviously are still available or you you wouldn't be here. But are you doing a rush as well? Yeah, but tickets are going fast. So, yes, that's what we hear. All right. Well, thank you so much, both of you, for being here. Thank you for having us. Again, just to remind you, Billy Harrigan Ty plays the role of J.M. Barry in Finding Neverland. And his wife, Christine Reese, she plays Mary Barry. So you're not only married in real life, you're married on the stage. (laughs) Thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you for having us, guys. Thank you. All right. Yesterday, we were pretty worried about Wendy Williams, but we weren't the only ones who were worried about her. Uh, Let's get the update on Wendy Williams after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Previously on Jason, Colleen and Bradley on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer is over there. And uh, yesterday we were pretty concerned about what happened with Wendy Williams. But it turns out we weren't the only ones who were kind of curious about what was going on with her. Uh, right, Bradley? No. In fact, her staff, very much worried about her. If we um, get a chance to play the audio of that moment, if you didn't see it, if you haven't heard it, it's it really is shocking. And I will say the video is worth seeing or tracking down on the Internet if you haven't had a chance yet, because um, more than the audio, it really indicates that there's something seriously wrong with yeah. Wendy Williams. Yeah, because you see like her body sort of reacting. and uh, But here is what it sounded like, okay? contest we do it every year it's always a lot of fun let's get started our first caress (laughs) 
she basically goes down. A crew member runs over and helps her. Now she recovers, even though the fire department was called, people came, paramedics. Uh, but she finished the show mm-hmm. and um, made a valiant effort to do that. Said she would talk about it today on the show. What I will say is that... Um, you know, we weren't the only ones, as, as, as you hinted, Colleen, to suggest that perhaps there's something more going on. Uh, I, I have a hard time believing that, you know, just pure heat exhaustion. When you watch that video, you're like, is that really heat exhaustion? I never seen anybody do that. Well, well, partly because she doesn't just like wilt and fall over. There's shaking involved. Well, her there's eyes, her like eyes. Yeah. Eyes. And then there, and then there's the slurring of the words and the and the pr- pronunciation and incorrect words. An insider has said that the that staff is worried about Wendy Williams. Uh, now, this comes after a report, you'll remember, that her husband cheated on her mm-hmm. with a 32-year-old massage therapist by the name of Sharina Hudson. Um, they both have strongly denied that, but um, I, those are the reports. So perhaps, perhaps it has something to do with that. I mean, I don't know. I honestly just think whenever I see behavior like that, I'm like, is somebody on a medication that they're having an adverse reaction to or is made worse by some sort of medication that she's on? Right. Which could be totally innocent. Right. right? Like she could be on some kind of medication, didn't eat, didn't take care of herself. And then there was a side effect. And um, I, I just hope that whatever it is, she's getting help for it, because that was It was scary. I don't think that's something you take lightly, frankly. I would be like at the doctor's office for like a full bat. I'd be heading down to Mayo for a full battery of tests. Right. To find out what the heck was wrong with you. Yeah. Well, you know, it turns out uh, she did actually on today's show, she did address it just like she said she would and like we thought she would. Um, And she said, among other things, I mean, you know, in her classic Wendy Williams way, she sort of looked at it a little bit humor, like lightly, I would say. Um, she said that uh, as they were only they were 48 minutes into the episode, there were only 12 minutes left of this episode. Um, so so she knew she was getting close to the end. And she said that she sort of started to feel a little bit funky Um, and she started to feel hot and she felt dizzy and she felt weird and she knew something wasn't right. She says it was scary. It was really scary. And then she said, you know, if it's going to go down, it's going to be as cute as I can make it. She said, I'm going down with a crown. And um, so she knew she was kind of pushing herself. She said, I have a very hard work ethic. Uh, And she said, Um, She went on to say, I'm a 53-year-old middle-aged woman going through what middle-aged women go through, if you know what I mean. Uh, The costume got hot all of a sudden right before passing out. I felt like I was in the middle of a campfire. Now, to that I would say, honestly, Bradley, that's kind of like what happens when you pass out, right? I mean, I don't know. I haven't passed out, but I've gotten dizzy before. I've had like a a temperature fluctuation. You know, or and you're like, I got to sit down. Yeah. I might faint. But but again, it was that weird moment where she gets this look on her eye that like she's just witnessed a murder or something. Right. It's it's so shocking, the the reaction. But again, we're not doctors, no. so we only play ones on the radio. I will say, did you see what 50 Cent had to say about oh, Wendy Williams? Because okay. apparently he's got to have opinions about these things. What? All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check Check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. What did he say? Well, he did a series of Instagram posts. Like he posted a picture of Wendy fainting and said, LOL. Um, okay. okay. And then he goes, happy holiday. Okay, so he's also promoting, you should know, a new show. That show on BET is called 50 Central. Okay. Okay. And uh, then he posts a picture of himself on the set of 50 Central and says, happy Halloween. Catch 50 Central tomorrow tomorrow night at 1030. I'm going to overheat in my costume. LOL. Rude. Then he takes a video clip of... uh, Wendy Williams passing out and said, what is this? It just looks like bad acting to me. LOL. She said she overheated in her costume. Then he posts again, a meme, (laughs) a video of her passing out that says, when you talk bleep online and run into the person in real life, then they, then there's like a gif of her, like opening her eyes really wide. That's right before she goes down. Gosh, dude. I mean, I would just say if you're trying to promote your show, maybe, although I will say this. We're talking about 50 Cent. We weren't before. I didn't know about 50 Central, but I do now. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, he's not the only one because even just on our very own Facebook page, the My Talk 1071 Facebook page, yeah, people are saying nothing about her face said that she was overacting. uh, or, Or when you're overheated, when you're overheated, that's not the look. You get lightheaded and dizzy. You need to sit down, but you can't find a seat. But she's basically saying, like, this was this was acting. This was not real. Another person said that audition was I mean, a fail. I feel she like she would it, not have gotten the part. I feel like maybe you guys are being a little harsh, right? Yeah. All right. Well, next up, we've got we've got other d bags to talk about. Yeah. This time, a lovable crooner who made the list today for the first time ever. Who could it be? Find out after this. Hey. Okay, I can't even believe I'm about to do this. Hold my hand through this. Okay, what do you mean? My lady D-bag of the day is Adele. What? Oh my gosh. Wait, what? I know. Why? Because listen to this story. This is not acceptable. Come on. No, I'm not No, I agree with you. It is not acceptable. She, Adele turned down a $1.3 million gig to sing in front of some billionaires. But she turned down the chance, Bradley, to do what? According to her representation, she said no because she was going to weed her garden. Well, that's, you know, sisters doing it for themselves. I mean, she's a Dell. She doesn't need a million dollars from some I just, yahoo in the Middle East. I, can I just Yahoo volunt- is a technical term, by the way. It's a... No, whatever. Can I just offer our services? I mean... Hey, yeah, no, yeah. I'd be fine with one point three million dollars. Yeah, turns out though, we don't sing like Adele. Well, you know, whatever. You get two for the price of one with us. Don't you feel like when you're Adele though, you get offers to sing in front of Arab billionaires uh, more times than you 
care to remember? Probably. Yeah. I mean, think about all the celebrities who, whether it's an Arab billionaire or an Uzbek uh, billionaire, a Ukrainian billionaire, a Tajikistan billionaire. I mean, it's always Tajikistan, I think. I don't know. I'm just saying there are all these uh, rich billionaires out there who are like, I want to have some famous singer come out to my country and sing their songs because I, I can pay lots of money. Why wasn't? Why were we just not born with beautiful voices like a bird? Well, we got a midday radio show in Minneapolis. I think you're fine. I mean, I'm just saying, if those billionaires wanted us to come and do a, a radio show in front of them for 1.3 million dollars, I say yes they to don't. that. They will give us 5.99. Also, Adele, and maybe and maybe free peanuts on our Qatar Qatari true. flight, which we will pay for. But I've always wanted to go on one of those airlines because, frankly, have you seen the inside oh, yeah. of those things? Oh, they yeah. have those like uh, it's like a hotel room. Yeah, basically. exactly. Um, also, I, do you expect me to believe for one second, Adele, that you are weeding your garden? She's not weeding. Oh, her I garden. bet she does. She has people for she's that. Like, it's like Oprah level where you're like, I'm going to wing the garden tonight, which means she's going to sit on her fanny and watch somebody else do it. But to, <laughs> to you know. Or like every once in a while, just to like get acquainted with the earth again, she pulls one weed just to feel like a commoner again. Yeah. 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 And then she says things like weeding is so spiritual and it's so um, refreshing and therapeutic. Therapeutic. That was what I was looking for, because rich people say these things, not realizing that the rest of us do them all the time because um, we don't have a choice and there's nothing therapeutic about it. (laughs) therapeutic for us is like a 90 minute massage. Thank you very much. That's what I would like. Mm-hmm. Me too. I, you know what? Listen, I'll go sing for those billionaires for a, a 90 minute massage. They don't want you to. Okay. I just, I'm just going to, I mean, trying. I like your voice, but I'm just saying what lies, lies. No, but your singing voice. <laughs> it's fine is what I'm saying. It's just not Adele. Yeah. No, I know. Trust me. Oh. I mean, nobody is Adele. I know. <sighs> All right. I, I, I feel better now. Okay. That was therapeutic for me. All right. I so, wonder if Adele's somewhere talking smack about me and that's therapeutic for her. I mean, it's possible. Not really. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I know. I know. You know what is possible, though? What? That Kirstie Alley is a douchebag. Mm. In fact, it's entirely <laughs> this is not new. It's entirely plausible, entirely true. Okay, so this story, Colleen, goes back a little bit, but we never talked about it. And frankly, it's been eating a hole at me. Uh, on me, in me, a hole. There's a hole inside of me, and it's Kirstie Alley's fault. Okay. Now, what you should know as a listener is that Kirstie Alley has personally blocked me on her Twitter account. It's not that hard. You just have to call her out on her Scientology. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and do it. Let as us I know did. what happens. And she blocked me. Mm-hmm. Add the list to Roseanne. Uh, who else again? Uh, Leanne Rhymes. Leanne Rhymes mm-hmm. with D Bag. Yeah. Uh, I feel like there was one more that was kind of exciting. Yeah. But I can't remember who. Jeez, we should have this tattooed on you somewhere. Frankly. Anyway, um, Kirstie Alley was blocked because uh, I said something, or she blocked me because I said something about Scientology. Well, add this to the pile. Okay, fun. Okay. You know how there was a horrible, and in fact, all we've been talking about is heavy, heavy news. It's either somebody's groping you or somebody's trying to kill you. Yeah. We've had really tragic terrorist uh, stories. We had a very horrible um shooting that mass shooting that took place in Las Vegas well shortly after that particular story Colleen uh the cheers alum mm-hmm. 66 year old Kirstie Alley mm-hmm. oh she just like a day over 68 when she talked about her, what she thought was the reason <laughs> it's the lemurs the reason mm-hmm. 
for the Las Vegas shooting. She found oh, the reason. Geez. Oh, God. Do you want to know what the reason was? Hang on. I'm not ready. Hold okay. on. Okay. Oh, yeah, get that ready in your barf noise okay. because uh, we don't have one, but uh, we Fine. should. <laughs> because she claims it is our use of psychiatric drugs <gasps> that is oh, medication oh, that is geez. leading to people shooting people to death. Quote, we have to solve... Now, I didn't know this, and that's why I haven't talked about it uh, until now, because I didn't see this on her Twitter account, because... You're blocked. I'm blocked. <laughs> Can't see her. She tweeted, we have to solve the mystery of why there's no shooters before the 1980s. Okay? Which is just oh, wrong. Gosh. Oh, gosh. But whatever. Okay, fine. I know yeah. one common denominator other than guns, she wrote... One additional common denominator of shooters, and she uses that term in quotes, I don't know why, uh, is USA's mass usage of psychiatric drugs. A percentage have side effects of violence. So I just want you to remember the next time you're, you know, contemplating involving Kirstie Alley in your life, whether watching her TV or movies... Mm -mm. That perhaps you will remember this is a woman who blamed the death of, I believe, 58 people mm -hmm. and the injury of 500 others on prescription medication. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I rest my case. I can't. I can't. I know. But, you know, and frankly, most D-bags were like, they picked their nose or they yeah. said that Jello was stupid. No, this is this real D-baggery. This like, she really deserves to feel like a horrible person and people should oh. tell her. So, like, if you would do me the favor on behalf of all uh, medicated people in this country, mm -hmm. please send Kirstie Alley a tweet. I can't. I'm blocked. Yeah. I think you're blocked, Colleen. I am blocked. Otherwise, I would Dang like it. all of you who aren't blocked to please tweet her and say, you know what? Uh, people's lives are actually saved by psychiatric medications, not taken away. And you're a D-bag. Period. I, End of story. It's women like you, Kirstie Alley. Oh, it's people. It's people like you. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. It's people like you, Kirstie Alley, that are responsible for the current stigma about talking about mental health. Yeah. Okay? We all have heads. We all have <laughs> mentals. We all have health. Well, I don't I'm not con I'm not convinced entirely that she has a mental this is or true. a health. This is true. Okay. But she's got a head on her shoulders and she's allegedly has she a is brain inside of it. Nor healthy. healthy. <laughs> well I just can't I there, I don't have enough time to address Kirstie Alley on this topic. Yeah, well. And unfortunately, because I'm blocked on Twitter, I'm not blocked? able to. Did you so, check? yes. So, for those I'm gonna go of check you. Again because what if she unblocked? Well, me? I thought like she does that. She doesn't do that. I'm trying. Okay. I'm trying I to. Man. I can't. Yep. You are blocked from following Kirstie Alley and viewing her tweets. Oh, yeah. I can't even learn more. I can't even I, can find I, can her. Can we just ask Twitter, how can I harass Kirstie Alley? If she's blocked me. Oh, somebody Butch in Boston says enjoying Scientology. Well, you're not a real fan until Kirstie Alley blocks you. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. <sighs> okay. I can't even. You can't even blocked. get to her. Yeah, I know. No, yeah, blocked. you're blocked. Am I, I know. still blocked by Leanne Rhymes? Okay, well, you. She didn't. I wasn't really mean to Leanne Rhymes. She just didn't like that I was making jokes. Yeah. She didn't think you were funny. No. So she blocked you. All right. Well, while you are spelunking Twitter to find out. 
Uh, who else has blocked you, Bradley? No, she still blocked me. Okay. Who was the other one? Roseanne. She called me the F word. When we come back, I've got some uh, I've got some scientific information for you, Bradley. It turns out Reese Witherspoon is mathematically beautiful. Oh, and I'm going to tell you or without her spoon uh, with or without. I'm going to tell you what the coordinates are so that you, too, can do the math to find out if you are mathematically beautiful. That's uh, coming up after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk. One oh seven one. To the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are Everything Entertainment. I am Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. Hi. And uh, now is the time in this show where we try to get a little bit smarter. When we try to make you smarter by telling you sciencey things. Like Reese Witherspoon is mathematically the most beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's true. Why? Because. Well, um, what now? Yeah, the scientists and mathematicians have come together to name Reese Witherspoon as the most mathematically beautiful. And that's just dumb. What? Who's one person's beautiful is another person's not beautiful? Yeah, but there's math. It's math and science. Like how? Okay. So, scientists and uh, mathematicians at Temple University School of Medicine in Philadelphia were able to actually pinpoint and quantify. What it is about the face of Reese Witherspoon that makes her so beautiful. And it is her heart-shaped faith face <laughs> that what? makes her beautiful. There is an actual way to measure elements of your face to uh, like with the determine. Stick? Yeah. So, okay, this is what the scientists found that uh, they revealed that there's an ideal quote. Average interpupillary distance. That is the distance between her eyes, which is a strict 59.2 millimeters. I thought interpupillary distance was the distance between um, <laughs> something in a toilet bowl. <laughs> Pupillary. That's cute. <laughs> so here's what you need to know. If, you're, if the distance between your pupils matches the distance between your cheekbones, that is part of what will tell you if you have a heart-shaped face. And then when, when all of those measurements are added up, it tells you whether or not you are, quote, mathematically beautiful. They call this measurement wisdom. And that's with a Z. It stands for, are you ready? Um, are you ready? Okay. Width of the interzygomatic distance of the mid face. Yeah, no, this. I bet these guys are real fun at parties. Dumb. <laughs> I'm going to take a whiz on this dumb. Because, like, it's so, like, I mean, who says that a heart shaped face is more attractive? They, the people do, the, the sciencey people do. Dr. Gary Ross does. But like, but we're, but they had to get that from somewhere. That's my question. It's so like subjective. You know, it's funny because I think we've heard other stories like this or other um, 
We've heard other headlines like this that it's the symmetry of your face, that facial symmetry is part of what dictates attractiveness, right? And that that's one of the reasons why they say that um, Brad Pitt is one of the most attractive men is because his face is very symmetrical. You know what's interesting, though, is I think that um, people who have symmetrical faces, like, or I should say people who have what are considered traditionally beautiful faces mm-hmm. are always about five seconds away from completely ugly. And what I mean by that are shockingly ugly. Like, do you ever look at like a like a quote unquote very attractive person's face and you're like, that's just a little weird. Like there's something not right with that face. Yeah. Or, you know, I don't know how to describe it. I know what you mean. I don't though. have there's this a, problem. There's a thin line between hot and ugly. Yeah. Like I'm I think just what I middle of the say. road, you know. Hot and ugly, but average I think, is great. Uh, but most people, you know, they got like the people that everyone's like, "Ooh, that person's." A, you get up close and you're like, "Ooh, yeah, that's I don't know." A about little that. questionable. Like your eyes are just a little too symmetrical, or your, you know, your cheekbones are a little too symmetrical. I, you know, you got to have a little something, something that's off on one side. It can be a little bit unsettling. I see what you're saying. Like if you take, for example, if you take half of your face mm-hmm. and then you um, slice it off. Oh, okay. And flip it around. I'm saying a picture. Oh, okay. I'm like, geez, that would make somebody kind of ugly. So take like a a picture of your face, Mm -hmm. slice it in half, Mm -hmm. and then flip it. Uh huh. And then put it on the other side. Yeah. You're going to look weird. You're going to look weird. That's true because the majority of us do not have symmetrical faces. And so you're right. I like a little surprise on on faces, you know, a little bit like, oh, that's not what I was expecting. I mean, right? Like, oh, that droopy eyelid. Woo. You know, or. Oh. I don't know, that hairy mole. I, ah! I, don't, I think it's a matter of degree. Because I think if you've got like the droopy eye, like the what's her name? Lady. <sighs> that press secretary lady. She's uh, got one of them eyes where you're not quite Kelly sure. Kelly Conway? If, no, no. Oh. She's the press secretary. She's um, Kelly Conway's a spokeswoman lady. Um, what's her name? Her her dad is that famous politician. Everybody's yelling at their radios I right now. I am like, I'm I'm literally Googling. Googling uh, Foghorn Leghorn Dro- is her last Droopy name. Droopy eyelid press secretary. It's like a southern name. Like, I can't believe you don't know. Cause it's because you. I'm trying. It's like performance oh, anxiety. Oh, oh, Sarah Huckabee. Yeah, Huckabee, Huckabee. See, right? It's like Foghorn Huckabee's Leghorn. Oh, um, I see. Yep. Mm-hmm. She's got that. I guess eye I never noticed that. Like, until is she you judging said that. me? I think she's judging me, and the other person's like, "No, that's just her face." Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's you're not supposed to talk about people's face, but people talk about mine. So I feel like it's fair so, game. You know, if you got one, talk about, about it. it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What do you got, Bradley Trainer? I, I don't know where that came from. Sorry. Um, so turns out my science is really a D-bag, but whatever. <laughs> I think it's the same thing. <laughs> turns out vegans and vegetarians, Colleen, are not necessarily healthy. Really? What, what are you? Really? Yeah. Really? Why? There you go. Because... <laughs> Why are you laughing? Oh, I just... I don't want to upset the apple cart. Or the, or the meat cart. What do you mean? I'm just saying, you know... I don't want vegans to get upset with us. You don't? I'm just kidding. Okay, thank you. I really don't care. Please own it. Own yeah. it, girl. 
So um, it turns out that vegetarians and vegans. Oh, you're, I know what you're talking about. Okay. You're talking about something else. Yeah. So ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I would just like to make it clear to you that Colleen was having a thought in her head. And I've now decoded that yes. thought because we have the ability to speak through our brains. Sometimes Bradley's not sure what I thoughts like, are what outside is she thoughts doing? or what he was reading. He, you, you were you giving me the look that I had, that you had done this story before. No. Oh, sorry about that. No. Yeah. Because no. that happens on occasion where I'm completely clueless to what's going on around me. No, this time it actually is a study which says, sorry, guys, just because you're a vegan and vegetarian doesn't mean you are healthier. It does, however, Colleen, and this may give them some solace, mean that they are morally superior to the everyone else. Or at least they, they will tell you that, that they are. <laughs> <laughs> Really Wait, is that horrible. really the study? No, oh, okay, no. There was it. a study released in the Journal of the American College of Cardiology, and they found that participants whose mostly plant-based diets, that would be a vegetarian or a vegan, include a lot of processed foods, such as sugary beverages and french fries. And those people are more likely to develop heart disease or die during uh, a period of time than those who avoided processed mm-hmm. foods, even if that meant eating meat. So what it means is if you're eating processed foods... I think the key takeaway is, and where if you're a vegetarian or vegan and you're feeling a little attacked right now, you know, go to your, I should have given a trigger warning, I'm sorry, but you can go to your safe space and know that what I'm really talking about, what I'm really concerned about is that you're eating processed food. Yeah. That we can yeah. all agree on is not a good part of your diet. It's if really it's not. in, If it is in the middle of the grocery store, it's probably going to kill you. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, in, you can eat that stuff on occasion. In moderation. Yes. Yeah. But it'll probably kill mm-hmm. you. So. Um, well, we're dying anyway. So. Yeah. So I apologize if I scared any uh, or unnecessarily frustrated any vegans or vegetarians out there because, you know, I love you. Oh, yes. Yes. But, you know, as somebody's got to not eat the bacon for us. That's true. Right. That's true. Because I'm wait, because I'm eating enough for everybody. Oh. <gasps> I'm just saying there'll be more for us if they don't. Oh, that's true. Okay, yes, 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 yes. By the, by all means, leave it on the table. I, like I told you, I have a girlfriend. Well, it's Alicia, my friend Alicia, who we talked to earlier in the show. She said that she probably could be a vegetarian if it weren't for bacon. Bacon really ruins everybody. Uh, also, also we found out meat. that I think something like three quarters of vegetarians eat bacon. And can I just point out again for the sake of those who might be a little, you know, like maybe you weren't good at math in high school. If you eat bacon, you're not a vegetarian. Yeah, bacon is a meat. That's not how it works. So, sorry about it. So, I'm just saying. (laughs) All right, well, stick with us because uh, Bradley made a wedding faux pas. Mm -hmm. And he's got a question for you about it. Yeah, you can relate, I guarantee. Okay, we'll talk about that after this on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 107.1. My Talk 107.1. Everything. There's no crying in baseball!